will join me again on this week's edition of Matters of the Heart. My name is Dr. Y and today we're going to take a look at the topic taking care of your loved one in marriage. Taking care of your loved one in marriage. And uh, why is this topic important? Um, when you and your loved one get married, if both of you are not intentional about looking after each other, one of you is going to get worn out or probably both of you will get worn out or bogged down with either the burden of raising the family or the burden of people's expectations. And unfortunately, um, uh, quite a number of local cultures and uh, customs don't make it easy for married couples to work as a team and to view their marriage as a partnership because of the interpretations given to marriage. So it's important that I think as a starting point that we uh, go to the one who birthed the idea of marriage uh, and see what he says in his word. Uh, let us uh, take a view of uh, marriage uh, from God's perspective because um, without looking at it from the creator's angle, um, you're not going to see any need for why your loved one needs to be taken care of in marriage because you'll be dealing with your loved one from the received wisdom and um, interpretations of men. So marriage is not a human invention. No, it is God's idea. Uh, God was the one who designed marriage and he had something in mind when he came up with that concept. So why did God design marriage? What was the problem that he was trying to solve when he birthed the idea of marriage? Um, we'll find out more about this um, when we come back from um, the short break. Dear listener, please permit me to share the word of God with you for 60 seconds. Jehovah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Celestial, has sent me to tell you that the end is near. The Lord says he's coming soon to judge the earth, and that the end is near for all those who serve Satan and his followers instead of serving he, the Lord God Almighty. Jesus says he's coming soon and he says that the sword of the Lord will descend very soon because the world has turned away from him. And so I want to urge you, dear listener, please turn back to God. And if you're yet to believe in Jesus, please accept Jesus in your heart today and make him the owner of the life that you're living. God bless you.
So we're still looking at the topic, taking care of your loved one in marriage. Uh, this is likely to be a tough conversation because not everyone uh, will agree or might agree with um, the views being shared here. But if you're able to take it um, to heart and put it to use, um, I think you will be the one who uh, will be able to tell whether uh, this insight is helpful or not. Okay, so we talked about the fact that um, marriage is definitely not a human invention. It's not a human idea. It is God's idea. And we are now going to look at why you know, God designed marriage. What was the problem that he was trying to solve when he came up with the idea of marriage? So we're going to take uh, a look at Genesis 2 verse 18, the contemporary English version. It says, the Lord God said, it isn't good for the man to live alone. I will make a suitable partner for him. So the primary problem God was trying to solve was that of companionship. Adam needed company. So God set about creating company for Adam. So um, you'll see that he first made animals and birds. Uh, that's what Genesis 2 verses 19 to 20 says. So this explains why in our households and families we have pets. We have cats, dogs, rabbits, parrots, all sorts of animals. We have them as pets. Yet, as much as these creatures provide us with amazing company, no doubt... Uh, I'm sure you also know that they are limited in terms of how much real company they can provide. Yes, they can show affection, you know, rub against your leg, but basically that's about, you know, the, the furthest they can go. They can't talk. Uh, yes, the parrot can talk, but you're the one who has to teach the parrot what to say, you know. Uh, they can't take a tissue and wipe your tears much as they would have loved to. You know, and uh, that explains the concluding part of Genesis 2, uh, verse 20b, where it says, None of these was the right kind of partner for the man. So, yes, they provided some level of company, but uh, not the type that, you know, could really speak to the heart, you know, of um, Adam. So, yes, they came from the soil, just like Adam, but, you know, that deep connection, they couldn't provide it. Uh, so God made Adam fall into a deep sleep and he took out one of Adam's ribs. Now a part of Adam had to be taken, a semblance uh, of his person had to be used to establish that connection. And uh, you will see that uh, just by his what he said in Genesis 2, 22 to 23, that that um, uh, goal was accomplished. So let's take a look at those verses. It says, The Lord made a woman out of the rib. The Lord God brought her to the man, and the man exclaimed, Here is someone like me. She is part of my body, my own flesh and bones. She came from me, a man, so I will name her woman. Now, notice the narratives someone like me she's part of my body my own flesh and bones why have i gone into this detail of the first union 
I've gone into this detail to establish what marriage is about. It is about companionship. That is what marriage is about. In the first and foremost instance, it is about companionship. It is about the two of you first and foremost. Uh, you don't marry um, another because of children. You don't marry another because of their possessions. You marry first and foremost for company. That is the primary reason for marriage, companionship, companionship. And what does companionship mean? It means a feeling of fellowship or friendship. So you marry someone because they're your friend. You marry your friend. You marry someone like you, someone who resonates with you, who is a part of you. It's like looking at a mirror image of yourself, like you have been cloned. That is the purpose of marriage. Take it or leave it. It doesn't matter what anybody says or what the culture says from the perspective of the one who designed it. It is first and foremost it is about companionship god didn't want adam living alone he didn't want him to be by himself and he looked for a suitable partner for him and even when he tried at the first level to create some and he saw that really the connection still wasn't established he then went and took a part of him to fulfill that need so it's really about that deep connection it's really about companionship um, and it's important that we set things in context so that we have the correct view of marriage. I can't say it enough. When you marry, you marry for friendship. Children come into the relationship much later. If you look at uh, when Adam and Eve, when they met, that was in Genesis 2. Children did not come in immediately as soon as they met each other. Children came in much later. In Genesis 4 so there was a time interval of Adam and Eve living together first please I'd like to speak with extended families whichever part of the world that you are coming from please please and please allow young couples to be uh, there, there are some families and some cultures that place a lot of pressure on, uh, you know, young couples when they just get married newly. So the next thing, as they've got married, people start counting the calendar and looking to see, okay, so nine months, is she pregnant? Is she not yet pregnant? Uh, why Nine months have passed. Why are you not pregnant? What's happening? Are you not having sex? What's going on? If you're so concerned, can you pray for them? But it's not in your place. Honestly, it's not in your place. Yes, they are part of our family. She married into our family or he came into this family. He came to ask for our daughter. So he has to abide by our laws. Please take a look at what the Bible says. For this reason, a man shall live his father and mother he marries a woman and the two of them become like one person that is genesis 2 24 so the fact that your adult son or adult daughter is getting married 
that couple, that family is not an extension of yours. No. It's a new unit that is being created. It's not an extension of the old. So allow young couples to breathe. Allow them to be. Because raising a family is a long-term, capital-intensive journey. Let the young couple have time to plan and also enjoy each other's company at the same time. Please stop putting young married couples under pressure to have children if they don't yet have the time and the means to do so. Some of you also stampede and cajole your adult children into marriage just for them to have children and you start placing pressure on them. Again, I say, if you're so concerned, pray for them. Pray on their behalf. If you like, if you are the type that you believe that I need to go and sow a seed on their behalf, to go and pray on their behalf, go on your knees and pray on their behalf. Pray for their fruitfulness. But please, it is not in your place to start pressuring them to have children. Marriage is first and foremost about companionship. Children come in much later. Now, those of you again who are married and you're also placing yourselves under pressure to have children because of what people will say and you're not mentally or emotionally or even financially ready for the long haul, please stop and catch your breath. Go back to God's plan. Be each other's peace. Spend time together. Enjoy your company. Enjoy each other's company. Support your goals. Have sex as a pleasure, not as a chore or a duty. And children will come in their own time. Dear singles, marry with the mindset that I am marrying my friend. Enjoy your friend's company and in the course of enjoying each other, uh, where a baby or babies come into the mix, celebrate the happy event together and work together as a team to raise that little one in love. Also, at the same time, uh, know that if children don't come, your marriage is not cursed. It is not cursed. Marriage is about companionship. Um, the purpose, I can't, I can't say it enough, of marriage is companionship. Now, if you desire to have children and they are not forthcoming naturally, now you can, you know, seek, you know, uh, you know, medical assistance. You can consult your doctors for tests and checkups. But again, even at that, please breathe. Take things in their stride. Stop putting yourself under pressure. 
if you want it's really up to you see this is your own love story this is your own narrative you're not living your life for the joneses you're not living your life for anybody this is your own journey take ownership of your own journey you're not going to be cast into hell whether children come or not that that is not sweet god is not going to look at you and say hey so you got married and you didn't have children so because of that i sent you off into eternal damnation no If you want, you can adopt children while you're waiting to conceive your own naturally. Uh, uh, and maybe if you decide altogether that you just want to adopt and, and carry on with your life, it's your own choice, really. It's your own narrative. It doesn't matter. Look, everyone is entitled to their opinion. I, I, I really need you to understand that. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. You cannot please everybody. Everyone has a brain and their brain has the right to think whatever it wants to think they also have mouths and they have a right to say whatever they wish to say and you are in charge of your own actions and your own life and your own love story and it is not to be dictated by anyone your own love story your own love journey your own love traje trajectory is unique so can i just ask like I said, this uh, at the beginning, I said it's a tough conversation and you, not everyone might agree uh, with this view, which is perfectly fine. If you're able to take it, no problem. If you don't agree, also no problem. But please and please and please, both to extended families and also to uh, married couples, please, and also to singles, let's set things in context. Let's set marriage in its proper view and context and view it from the lens of the one who came up with that idea you don't marry because you want to go and have children i mean you don't even need marriage to have children i hope you know that because god created every human being with a procreative um, ability but god prefers that um you know people have sex within the context of a loving stable and committed relationship uh, which is what marriage represents god is not just interested in just having people dispersed over the surface of the earth but he also wants that you know children who are you know who who are conceived you know uh, as a byproduct of you know having sex and um, that they they you know they are raised in a stable you know nurturing uh, loving environment you know and, and those are all the things that you know uh, two people who are married to each other who are in love with each other that's you know that's their love creates that environment of of um, you know uh, stability um, and that stability, that safe space uh, is needed for the easy transmission of values, which includes, you know, uh, also the knowledge uh, of God. I thought to have this um, uh, conversation with us so that we, we stop um, placing people under undue pressure uh, and also um for singles they enter the marriage institution with proper understanding 
you know, to understand what marriage is about, it's first and foremost about companionship. It's not the essence of marriage, the goal or the idea of marriage is not first and foremost to have children. It's first and foremost to provide company to another, to be the friend of another, to be there, so to speak, you know, like be with them as they carry their burdens, be there to share the burden with them. You know, when you just get married newly, just even distress, take, just take time, unwind and just relax give each other some time you know get used to living with each other adjusting to one another getting used to being around each other you know that is part of you know taking care of you of your loved one in marriage take things in their stride as you're you know taking care of each other you you're giving yourself that breather you sit down then you plan concerning your kids you could even have started that conversation even before you get married but now you know you, you come up with more elaborate plans this is how we're going to do things then you plan things okay if kids come like within a year of our marriage what do we do what what is our game plan what are we going to do and if kids you know don't come out so much later what are we doing in the interim how are we organizing ourselves how are we living our lives and if they don't come at all what is going to happen what do we do are we just going to hang our lives and just be in you know in limbo and do nothing that conversation can only take place between you and your loved one it's it's not up for public conversation that this is your own love story this is you deciding how things are going to be between you the two of you how you're going to live your lives okay like i said again i hope you're able to take uh, this um, uh, insights uh, take it to heart and if you don't agree like i said it's perfectly fine we're all entitled to our opinions but uh, it's just important we, we address things so that people are entering into marriage with proper understanding of what it is and uh, you know actually viewing it from the way you know god views it uh, and not according to the subjective interpretations of um of human beings people roping their own experiences you know and pass it down as traditions pass it down as customs pass it down as laws and people don't question and ask where is this coming from so um i hope that you find this useful and um, i wish you a great week ahead and uh, we'll talk again soon Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Dr. Y, and I'm passionate about relationships. You can call me a relationship enthusiast. I take great pleasure in seeing people in love and, more importantly, seeing their relationships thrive. For singles, this means I desire to see their love stories and relationships lead to the altar. And for the married, it means seeing that the sparks and chemistry remain between the couple, even as they strive to build and run their home in partnership with God. And so I'd like you to join me over the weekends for a masterclass series on relationships for the singles and married couples. 
and for our master classes we will draw on insights from the word of god to help us develop practical solutions to the issues we face in our relationships as singles and as married couples so join me over the weekends as we try to see how to run our relationships from God's perspective.